Welcome to the Passel Podcast CMO Series. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the CMO Series Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted today we've got Todd Aratoma with us. Now, marketing and business development functions within the legal world often become synonymous with one another. However, there really are pretty distinct differences between the two. And indeed, there are lessons that law firms can take from the world's leading professional services firms, like the big accountancy firms, when it comes to driving true cultural change. Someone who's brought that big four industry experience to the current role is Todd Aratola, who is the Chief Business Development Officer at Winstead. Now, Todd, to kick us off, can you talk us through your career journey from your time in the big four accountancies to your current role of Chief Business De- Development Officer at Winstead? Yep, absolutely. Thanks, Eugene. And I'm uh, excited to be here and talk to you today. Uh, so I'd love to say that I had my entire career planned out from the very beginning, but that would be a total lie. You know, I, there, luck definitely plays a part uh, mm-hmm. in, in careers and especially in the beginning of your careers. And that was definitely the case for me. So, uh, you know, being able to get into professional services, BD really early on was, was, you know, really fortunate. So I began at Ernst and Young yeah. in the mid nineties and which was part of kind of a big six at that time. So that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was at the beginning of seeing client facing BD professionals actively in the market, which was really a new concept of professional services, you know, seeing mm-hmm. these non-partner BD selling roles. So I started in a sales support role and for the better part of 25 years, I've been fortunate to grow and develop through a variety of marketing and sales roles. And except for one or two instances, you know, all of these have been in professional services. And, and as you mentioned, I've come up on four years have been yeah. with Winstead as the chief business development officer, which was actually my first role within legal. Yeah. And then your first role with Enigle, what do you sort of see the key differences in between marketing and business development, indeed, at the big four and in legal? And maybe even going a little bit further, what lessons do you think legal teams within the marketing business development space can, can learn from outside the industry? Yeah, you know, I think it kind of alluded to it just now. You know, I think two obvious ones that jump out to me are kind of client-facing BD professionals out in the market mm-hmm. and a much heavier focus on industry alignment. And, yeah. you know, with that, as for lessons that can be learned, you know, we've all heard and and I've experienced, and now I'm, I'm sure many of the listeners have experienced that, you know, here that the legal industry may be a little slower to change because it's mm-hmm. a profession built on precedent. You know, oftentimes, you know, you're looking out across the street or next door at other law firms to see if it's been done already yeah. to see if it's safe. And, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with, with that approach. I would just offer that you can find precedent from other professional services firms who have, who have gone down that path already and learn from the mistakes and, you know, avoid the landfalls and yeah. <laughs> landmines and pitfalls and, and, you know, get to the successes more quickly. And, you know, it's, it's very helpful to know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> That's the first time we've heard that phrase in this series. Todd, tell me this. We're talking about driving change. How, in your position in the legal industry, how can someone in marketing and business development not only gain a seat at the table, but how can they drive that real change within the business? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think it's a mind shift, really. Mm. You know, a shift from that reactive to proactive thinking. So in many ways, it's... It's, it's really a culture shift. 
it's giving the team permission to lead, which definitely means challenging that status quo, you know, not yeah. accepting the, what, you know, I call rinse and repeat strategy of well, we've always done X. So we're just going to keep doing X because that's just what we've always done. So, you know, marketing and BD have unique skills and can, and can deliver significant value. So we need to own that. And as you execute, the influence grows because the level of respect grows. And, you know, there's real recognition in the value delivered moving from that order taker to expert. Mm -hmm. When we've spoken previously, told you, you said something interesting. You said you in marketing business develop, you have to understand the business and the business needs to make money. Is, is that the glue almost for the marketing business development teams? Is it to tie everything together and give it that real focus about how do we bring a better product, a better service to our clients to drive better value for them, but also for our own bottom line? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you, you have to know what's going on within the business and the direction of the business to 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 deliver on that value for for the mm -hmm. partnership. Absolutely. And part of that focus is, as you alluded to earlier, was that move from an in, to an industry focus rather than that practice focus. What is what are the ramifications for marketing business development and what is their role in that movement? Because the practice focus, it's it's pretty tried and tested. It's it's pretty traditional. Yeah, and you know, I'll start off by saying, you know, the practice model isn't going away. You know, the practice is mm -hmm. how the attorneys do their job. That is where their expertise lies. I, from the industry focus, though, it's you know, it's really fundamentally experiencing the world through the client lens. So it's understanding an industry and offering insights to issues that deeply affect the client. You know, the days of asking, you know, what's keeping you up at night are long gone. Yeah. In fact, you know, if you ever hear that question from a service provider, you should probably run. You know, that's, that's, that's a solution looking for a problem. So, and as for what this means for marketing and BD departments, it's a shift to that whole firm thinking, you know, thinking across practices and how we as a firm can assist our clients, you know, which affects how we communicate our value. So I have a great example. One of our industry leaders, uh, he works within the healthcare industry yeah. and he'll attend conferences that are filled with healthcare leaders, you know, and they think of nothing else besides their industry. So he'll have conversations with these leaders talking about all of the issues that they're facing, the risks, challenges, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And when they find out he's an attorney, you know, you can just watch their eyes. You know, quite frankly, they're they're shocked. They thought they were talking to an industry consultant. So, you know, he isn't there selling his one service, but he does have that one firm cross-practice mindset and he delivers from their perspective. You know, he has a point of view that is, is valuable to them. So yeah, uh, I, I think that's a, that's a great way of, of, of seeing it and thinking about it. So it's, it's less providing legal solutions and more solving customer problems that they, they've got this big thorny issue and they want to get it solved that they're not looking at it from a specific real estate um perspective they've got a business problem they need help with that's right and obviously with the profession we're in there's there's the legal aspects of that but those have ramifications across the business so that's where we need to be thinking mm -hmm. about from that industry yeah so i want to circle back on something you said earlier it was really interesting you mentioned about and um, that business mindset, business partner, but also you mentioned that reactive versus proactive. How do you, how do you position your team 
in internally, not only to be a partner to your external clients, but actually to work with the lawyers. How do you sort of put yourselves in the right position to be that proactive business partner? Because that's that's really a key part of that business mindset, which you keep talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as uh, you know, you asked earlier about how marketing and BD mm-hmm. can have that real influence on the direction of the business. You know, I believe to influence a business, you have to understand business, both firm business and client businesses. So yeah. you position yourself by thinking about, you know, such things as how BD can help grow, you know, for example, top line revenue, you know, how do we increase frequency of matters or the number mm-hmm. of matters with existing clients or increase number of new leads and prospects, and then mm-hmm. deliver these proactive strategies based on you know, market analysis, segmentation, competitive research, et cetera, that mm-hmm. then help drive these top line goals. And I'm going to play the devil's advocate a little bit here. What does what does that successfully position team look like? What what does a good business development team look like? Because that sort of, I keep coming back to that reactive versus proactive idea, because a lot of my experience of working with law firms, so, you know, the lawyer says X and everyone needs to jump. That doesn't sound like the team that you're or the style of a culture almost that you're trying to build at Winstead. Yes, you're absolutely right. And like we said earlier, you know, it, it is a it is a cultural shift. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a team that is totally aligned with the business goals of the firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's respected and earning a seat at the table. And, I, you know, you'll know when you are making progress, when you're getting more green lights than red. And, you know, Mm. what that looks like here, you know, I knew the team was really beginning to affect noticeable change when a comment was made during a call that I lead with uh, the industry group leaders on a monthly basis. And one of the, one of the leaders made a comment that his marketing manager wasn't just reacting to requests. So, you Mm. know, back to this proactive comments, you know, this person is driving the group forward. So, our industry groups have monthly leadership planning calls, quarterly all hands meetings, and our marketing managers, the industry group managers play a major part in formulating the agenda, lead the discussion with the industry leader. They formulate the go-to-market plans, do the tracking yeah. and reporting results, et cetera. So that's, that's what it looks like when you, know, you start going in the right direction. So in essence, you have your team almost acting like internal consultants corralling the right people at the right place at the right time setting the agenda always bringing it back a to that top line growth for yourselves but also for the client what is the industry problem we're trying to solve as opposed to this is your specific area of the law it's how do we take this you know holistic cross industry approach or cross team approach and actually solve a proper problem for a client absolutely and and that is that mind shift change that i'm not just supporting mm-hmm. this one practice group i'm supporting the firm as we go to market from this industry perspective so i may work with for example real estate attorneys but going to market with this specific industry you know we may need to pull in uh you know some construction folks we may need to pull in uh some tax folks we may need yeah. to pull in you know other cross practices to really solve mm-hmm broad problems for for our clients yeah a hundred percent and it really is that consulting mindset which you're bringing from the big four now there's going to be a lot of the listeners Todd are going to say that sounds too good to be true we have to get on to what are the challenges or pitfalls for business development teams looking to take this approach I'm guessing in your instance a you're not there or where you want to be yet but b you've probably had a couple of bumps in the road 
Yeah, absolutely. No, great, great, great comments to, you know, a great question there. Uh, and yes, this is, this is a, this is a long, long process. You know, it's funny when, when Jillian Ward was on this podcast just this mm -hmm. past summer, she said something along the lines and I'll paraphrase, but it was something along the lines of, you know, the firm has to be ready for change. And I totally agree with that. This is an instance where, you know, too fast can hurt. So yeah, Mario Andretti's quote about, you know, if everything seems under control, you're just not going fast enough, definitely doesn't apply here and in, and in law firms in general. So, mm -hmm. you know, without a supportive executive director, board, firm leadership, which I'm blessed with here, you know, it's going to be a challenge. So uh, definitely a instance of culture, eat strategy for breakfast. 100%. And you are obviously taking those little steps, like you you have those monthly meetings, you've got those quarterly meetings with your your your, your partners in the business trying to say, okay, this is what we're doing, this is the update, and you're getting those little bits of anecdotal feedback which sort of show you we are making headway, but of course it's, it's not overnight. Right. And as I said earlier, you know, you'll start seeing a few more green lights than red and that trust and respect has to grow and, and trust and respect grows slowly yeah. as it should. Right. And uh, with that comes more opportunities as that trust grows to say, okay, you know, we, we we're, we're listening, we're, we're learning and we're, we're seeing these really great opportunities and we're seeing things come to fruition and, you know, let's, let's uh, see if we can take it further. Todd, what's your role in all of this? Is, is your role to put your team in a pedestal? And, and give them that confidence to be successful. How do you orchestrate this? You know, my my role really here is to be an advocate for mm -hmm. my team. You know, it's there's there's definitely going to be uh, you know questions and you know issues will arise and and you know yeah. someone's going to come to me and, and say you know what what you know what's this about what's going on yeah. you know I'm the I'm the uh, maybe the relief valve, the pressure relief valve sometimes yeah. just to say like, trust us, you know, this is, let, let's give this a shot. This is a good opportunity for us. Uh, you know, they know what they're doing and, mm -hmm. and let's give it a go. No, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And it's, it's interesting that you, you've, you've got this team of people who are extremely knowledgeable. It's just putting them in the best position, not just to be successful, but for, for the wider business. And it sort of leads me into my final question is, there's a lot of change going on in the legal space. And you touched on the Gillian Ward podcast um, from a month or two ago. She had some very sound advice for people looking to progress in their own careers. What was your, you, you were very clear that you wanted to talk about business development and di differentiate that from marketing. What is your bit of advice for anyone within the legal space looking to elevate and take their business development practices to the next level? Yeah, well, I'll start with, you know, what really follows on what I was saying uh, just a bit ago that, mm -hmm. you know, you need to have a strong foundation in place before you try to build Skyward, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, we've got, we've got to get the right people in the right roles, match the organizational needs with what the individual is good at and what is meaning, meaningful for them. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the start. Uh, and then it's 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 a strange thing to say, but almost giving the permission mm -hmm. to make that switch to, uh, you know, not, we're not here just to be reactive or to do something that we've always done. Yeah. And it's okay to, to push forward. And quite frankly, you know, it, it's, that's 
part of my role too, what we talked about is yeah. I would much rather have a team that is causing maybe a little discomfort. So people have to come to me and, and, and say, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on here, right? They're, if, they're, if they're, 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 they're pressing too hard or, 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 or too fast, you know, that's, that's a much better environment. Yeah. than I think of, of the, the rinse and repeat. Definitely. And then and you've got those indicators as well as that proactive, we're trying to improve things. We're not trying to do the same thing over and over again. I think that's a really nice confidence boost to a lot of people who will listen to this po- podcast. So thank you for that. And um, we could probably go on for another hour to um, talk about in the, in, the, in the efforts of being pithy. We're, we're going to wrap it up there. I just want to say thank you very much, but we're not finished just yet. I've been instructed that we have to do a little bit of fun at the end and a bit of quick fire. So um, <laughs> we've got five quick questions coming, so I hope you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. Cool. what's your favorite business and non-business book? Uh, so yeah, the, the, the business book, it's interesting. You know, I think these kind of change depending on where you are in your career, right? So, uh, but, you know, for, for this business now, yeah. I don't think there's a better book still when it's probably 30 years on of, you know, David Maester's managing the professional services firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and for what we do that part two of that book, which I think is chapters five through 12, which is titled client matters is absolutely vital. Um, non-business. So I'm a huge Ian Fleming, James Bond novel. Fan. Oh, yeah. So it would have to be one of those, mm-hmm. but if pressed, I may be, it, it may be too hard to, to pick one, but it'd be one of those. Nice. What was your first job? <laughs> okay. Now you really want to get, uh, embarrass me here. So my first job, <laughs> I was just turned 16 was at Taco Bell. Uh, and, 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 and to my mother's chagrin. And, and I say this because, you know, as part of the uniform, I needed a pair of black tennis shoes and, you know, this being the eighties and Reebok, just coming out and was so popular, you know, I asked for a pair of those and those were not inexpensive. So when I stayed at that job for about two weeks and then never wore those shoes again, she literally still gives me a hard time about that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a, that's always a fun question. What was yours? You, know, you embarrass me. What's yours? Oh God. Uh, my first job was, I think, working behind a bar at an event uh, for an events company back in Ireland. And, um, I lasted a little longer than you, but uh, not much longer. But it was a great way to earn a few quids during the summers and get to see different parts of Ireland and sort of behind industries and things that you never would have imagined. But uh, it's in no way as interesting <laughs> as your first job. Uh, um, I don't know. Your sounds more fun. It, it was quite good crack back in the day, I must be honest. <laughs> um, tell me this. What are you listening to at the, mo- at the moment? Podcast, music, audiobook, anything like that? Yeah, you know, I listen to a lot of a lot of things, but, you know, I'll try to be concise and, and, and pick a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just finished an audio book titled The Win Without Pitching Manifesto okay. by a guy named Blair Enns. And the title kind of gives, gives, it, gives it away, but it's such a fantastic book. Uh, you know, and obviously besides this podcast, others that I, that I listen to, one is called Rattle and Pedal. And that's a great podcast for, uh, you know, people in professional services, marketing and sales. And, and, and the newest one I'm actually listening to is called Time to Sing Your Song, which is hosted by a guy named Mike Kearney. And, and Mike 
was the guy who created and used to host Deloitte's Resilient podcast when he was CMO of one of their advisory groups over there. Now he started this new podcast. And you know, he talks to people that were able to follow kind of their own voice or yeah. vision of their life and, and ultimately find greater success. So it's really good. Oh, nice. I'll definitely look that up. Um, favorite place to visit and why? Oh, well, that's easy. That's London. You know, just it, it's just a magnificent city. You know, I love the history, the culture. Obviously, it plays well with my love yeah, of Ian Fleming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it has Duke's Bar, so you really can't go wrong. I've been been lucky enough to go to Duke's Bar once, and uh, it was quite an experience after. But um, last question, and uh, actually quite a relevant one: What makes you happy at work? Yeah, you know, coming into this industry, there are so many opportunities to learn new things. You know, and try to figure out how my experiences can can you know help make a difference here, which then ultimately plays kind of hand in glove with with serving my team, which I talked about earlier. You know, they have so many different perspectives and experiences, so it's great to to work with them. They kind of you know bring their entire selves, not just their their business experience to the table. And then you know I get to uh, work with them, and then we get to chase all these opportunities we're presented with together. So that that's probably what makes me happiest. Lovely. I think that's a very, very nice note to end on. Todd, I want to say a big thank you from all of us here at Passel for taking the time out of your busy day. And uh, yeah, thanks a million for being a part of the Passel CMO Series podcast. Yeah, thanks, Eugene. I had, I had a great time. Appreciate it. All the best. <laughs>